what world did you live in? That sounds horrible. It sounds like the game developers were being bullies to you. I'm like, you know what? That's right. <laughs> kind of. It's like, what did you do to the game developers? Why do they hate you so much? We'll never know, son. We'll never know. S- sit down. I'll tell you the tale of Battletoads. Hold on. <laughs> oh, don't. <laughs> The adult beverages are poured, the kids are asleep. Welcome to New Dad Gaming, a show about fatherhood, gaming, and new fathers figuring out their gaming lives. My name is Trevor, and I have a three-year-old and a five-year-old. And I'm Jeff. I have a 10-year-old and an eight-year-old. So we did it. We created a firestorm on (laughs) the internet. We did. The best part is, so it came, we released a poll, and I think, Jeff, it's probably about one of the more popular ones we've ever released. Yeah, in our history of this podcast, it is the most responded to. So, history. So that was great. That was great. What was funny about the topic is that we only hit upon it in the last episode of the show, so 182. Yeah. Uh, we, we probably hit on this topic, what, in the last 10 minutes? When did we finally start talking about it? Yeah, it was in the tail end of the show. Um, and then we <laughs> decided, hey, why don't we find out what our audience thinks of it? So it's awesome. So this all comes back around to a conversation we had about final fantasy and the cheats <laughs> that come around with it cheats being you could call it cheats you could call it uh quality of life improvements that's right i like. think those are better quality of life right. it's kind of kind of a softer sell yeah. of it but for the releases especially on when they make their way to ios devices or mobile devices we are talking final fantasy 9 final fantasy 7 some case this is the two times speed four times speed the god mode invincible level 99 always uh, infinite or limit break so this is on, on these re-releases final fantasy where it's taking away the grind it's improving life it's improving the speed i yeah. think i captured that right yeah um absolutely those are the modes that i will most use um <laughs> yeah. when sitting <laughs> a remaster of a game i've already played but yes they are quality of life improvements right and and the topic we hit upon was it's just the idea of what is a final fantasy game if not a little bit of suffering <laughs> if, right if it if it's not the grind if it's not throwing your controller across a room as some awful boss one hits you like the what is it to beat a final fantasy game if you haven't put in the grind and the build and all those hours into it well it's not a final fantasy game i think <laughs> we had that conversation you need to struggle a little bit to really feel that story and the, and the fascinating thing so the audience was not just kind of split, they were exactly <laughs> split down the middle. Dead even. Yeah, 48.1% both for, um, if your kid wants to play a Final Fantasy remaster, would you let them use cheat modes? Yes, of course. And no, they need suffering. <laughs> <laughs> and we had other at 3.9%, but uh, it was utterly fascinating. And what I, I even found a bit more interesting was the fact that the the nays, the ones I would say it's totally fine to let them use cheat codes, Yeah. Uh, they came out in the comments sections, they do. which when you read some of the replies, I, I actually tend to agree with them, despite the fact that I tend to be a bit more on the yes, I'd like them to just, oh, sorry, I, other way around. For those who said, let them use cheats, yeah. those are the ones who said, it's not a problem, come to the comments. Yes. I would more say, no, I'd prefer them not to. But the yeses, they had some really great points, and I think it's actually something you and I would both espouse, honestly. Yeah. Let me, let me go ahead and read a comment, for instance. From Green Rob, I don't understand this dumb mentality of making your kids suffer because you did, especially with something like Final Fantasy. If it sucks too hard, it could turn them off of RPGs or even video games forever. Kids are impressionable. Just let me have fun. 
Yeah, so we kind of touched on that the last episode where, you know, we're trying to make this world better for our kids, right? So we, <laughs> we suffered through it, it for them not to. So, yes, totally agree that they should have, you know, a little bit more fun with it, get their feet wet, and then take away those game modes mm-hmm. as, as they can. But, yeah, totally agree. Friend of the show, Bill, of the podcast A Gamer Looks at 40, who we'll actually be discussing a little bit later in the show, um, at A Gamer Looks at 40. Oh, yeah. Kids have their entire life to push against friction. Let them have some easy, breezy fun. I get you. I get you. That's yeah, good. Yeah, absolutely. And then the uh, if I had a kid, they would play games however they want, as long as it's not messing with someone else's gameplay in a multiplayer game. So that's, that's kind of a combination. So I would correct it in a sense of how we're trying to meet. I'm trying to think about if you have not spent the time inside of a Final Fantasy game, right? So if you think, put yourself back into Final Fantasy VII, for the first time. Willingly, Fun. I will. Okay, let me be there. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to your happy place, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is your headspace meditation moment. <laughs> yeah. But the but choose, choose your favorite Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy 3, Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 10, not, whatever, whichever one you like. Yeah. And remove all of the difficulty. You never lose to a boss. You never uh, have to try to do some silly extra bit of effort to get a really cool weapon yeah and i'll tell you what let's, let's try this a different way pokemon right? oh you cap you capture pokemon and you press one button and it immediately evolves yeah and it never dies you beat every battle without any kind of issues in some in some ways is there any point in playing it's not it's not a game and that is it's more accustomed to a movie no at yeah. that stage well like take the pokemon example it's kind of like Poke- pokemon snap at that point where it's you're just kind of going along uh, on rails experience almost, right? So in terms of something like Final Fantasy, if you had one-shot kills and god mode and stuff, there would be no need to summon, you know, those five-minute intro summoning creatures to get that last hit to bring down those hit points, and then you don't experience it. So I think my kid, if he played with those modes on, will come out with a very different experience, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But then when you <laughs> relate it to your own, you're like, no, 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 wait. There's all this like, <laughs> you know, trials and tribulations and grinding that we needed to, you know, get to Yuna and in Final Fantasy X and, you know, before the world would end. And they're like, yeah, I need, okay, to, so, I, I'd save her. So, okay, so slight, uh, slight spoilers, spoiler alerts here. Okay, um, hold on. In, on like a twenty-year-old game, or are we gonna? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So for <laughs> Final Fantasy VII, you at the end you fight Sephiroth. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yep. So just like. But let me put a bit of a spoiler on that in case anyone here hasn't finished it. But the without that struggle, like in, in going through that entire game, and the stories are wonderful, the locations are wonderful, like the mini games are great. So like I don't want to take away from the rest of it, but without I don't want to say like the hours, because I hate to put I want them to waste weeks no. of their time to achieve it. No, but no. without the trials and the um that passage of their rights going through the rites of passage to to get to that point like that how much more meaning does that final slash does that final battle finally i completed this game after i worked so hard to get here yeah and then you succeed and, and then you did it and you win yeah it's just it's if anything it's, it's not so much i care to waste their time if there was a way to fast forward the time and optimize it for them so that they can get to the end and still have that impression and that experience i would i'd love to save their time leave your kids in the better world sure but 
<laughs> well, what I would want for them, and I think you might agree, Jeff, is like I want them to f- have that feeling. I want them to make that connection where all of their work pays off. Let, let's go to the example again of Final Fantasy VII. There's actually a part in Cloud's history, again, not really a spoiler, but you fight Sephiroth there. Um, what? And <laughs> he, he kills you no matter what. But you always mm. think you have a chance, right? So you're low in health, you heal. Right? You're like, no, mm. I, I'm not giving in. So on God mode or anything else, it would just be like, oh, I guess the game just wants me to lose because, you know, they can't right. kill me, but you have to die because that's part of it. Right. So like you were saying, it's just one of those things where if you don't experience that struggle, the end doesn't have that payoff or enough of that payoff, mm-hmm. which, you know, again, is fine. But don't I know Mike, my, my kid has been playing Final Fantasy seven remake uh, wow. quite easily and huh. he's eight. And he's working his way through. So, yeah, there's difficulty modes, which are great, but no god modes. So he's doing well. He he knows how to do it. You know what it might be kind of adjacent to, which, again, I think some of these people in a longer conversation, uh, we might be able to kind of sway in that direction. It might be a bit adjacent to microtransactions, Ooh, honestly, because you are constantly playing your Genesis or your SNES and grinding, grinding, grinding. Great. I finally unlocked Reptile in Mortal Kombat. Spoiler alert! Hold on. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no, this is yeah. This is gonna be a total spoiler episode. Yeah. But pick your poison. Choose whatever game you like. But you think about that grind where you play, 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 and then you finally unlock the character. You finally unlock the mode. You finally unlock the costume. Yeah, and you get to do it. And I think a lot of gamers openly. I don't think anybody would kind of go against this. Lament the fact that a lot of times that's now reduced to a purchase. Yeah. So as opposed to I'm gonna grind for, you know, a week. And get the character, yes, I did it. And that, playing this character now is so sweet and so awesome. As right. opposed to five ninety nine. <laughs> no, that's a good point. And I think a lot of us as dads would pay that five ninety nine um to get it done. But yeah, yeah. I, I can see you I can see that relationship. And th- mm. I think that's a good call because that's another way to look at it and see how it can, you know, fundamentally, you know, change the feelings of the game. I remember playing a game with my son and he was not hitting the jump. Like, especially with Mario, he was having a real issue with the run jump. Oh, yeah. So hold B, press it. So get that extra distance. And he jump off, he jump off. And I'm trying to slowly coach him. Okay, like, let's, this is how you do this. This, this is how you uh, learn the skill. And you have to have the skill if you're going to play the game. But he was getting very frustrated. And I think I helped him maybe once or so. But he wanted me to keep helping him. Right. Right. And I just saw this as, okay, like this, so you're cheating in a way and fine, you're going to get past this section, but you're going to, you're not going to go any further. Like this is it. Like you have to spend the time and learn it. Do you have anything like related with your kids where they're like, beat this for me. And you're like, if I, I would, but if I do, you're not going to be good enough in the next level. Like you need to learn this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll relate it back to Mario because we had that same thing where if I think my son was probably six at the time. It was just mm. hard with that coordination of the run and jump. Like, he just couldn't do it. And that's where I actually thought maybe the older controllers allowed for it a little bit more. I remember my thumb being able to, like, readily go across those two buttons, no problem. But my son wanted me to jump over some gaps. And I think it was one boss that he mm-hmm. just couldn't do. And he's like, no, Dad, you know how to, you play this game. You know how to do it. I'm like, yes, I do. I will I will yes, give son. you tips. I, I am, I am <laughs> yeah. very worldly and yeah. amazing. I will, yeah. That's right. So, yeah, it's just some of those you let them struggle a little bit so that they get those tools and go into the game because it will get a lot worse 
and mm. then they're always coming to you which is great i don't mind them coming to me with gaming stuff that's amazing as a new dad gaming that is <laughs> what i live for that is perfect but it's the moment we've all trained for yeah but then they get to a game like zelda and they're like completely out of their league because they're like what are you what are you talking about i have to put all these other techniques together along with healing and my weapons breaking and all that stuff like it gets more complex as you go up right so yeah yeah it's one of those things it was just fantastic to see the, the poll results and the the comments are really well founded and I, yeah. again i would i would definitely agree with it because it, it was not and i think it's kind of against us in the sense that we're not for kids suffering as far as games i would very much like auto saves to be a huge thing uh remove lives like you don't need three lives yeah for a lot of games you know what i mean like there's quality of life improvements that we can all agree upon is like we, there's no need to send kids back to some of the worst part of arcade game <laughs> but it's it i don't want to rob them of the ultimate euphoria and excitement of truly beating something when you've earned it yeah i think is that a fair assessment or i think that is nobody needs to go back to no continues and you go back to Ugh, the start geez. of a game because I've, I've said those nightmares to my kids and they're like they look at me like what world did you live in that sounds horrible it sounds like the game developers were being bullies to you i'm like you know what that's right <laughs> kind of it's like what did you do to the game developers why do they hate you so much we'll never know son we'll never know S- sit down i'll tell you the tale of battle toads <laughs> Hold on. Oh, Tony. <laughs> God, what a terrible pull. Oh, worst pull ever. All right, so we mentioned earlier in the show um, Bill from A Gamer Looks at 40. Now, uh, we were introduced, actually, because he had reached out, and I was very honored to be featured on his show. So he is launching an entire series. I really highly suggest everyone checks out his podcast. So you can find it through Twitter. And uh, as far as his profile, if you want to find the podcast itself, Spotify, iTunes, all the major sources, A Gamer Looks at 40. Uh, Bill, so he'd reached out and I was part of a few interview segments and I'll be featured on a few of the episodes. It was just a blast to talk to. Had a fantastic time. Um, as we got to talking, uh, as we, you know, we, we here like to collect Gaming Dad moments, Gaming Dad stories. Yep. What is a Gaming Dad moment for you? Do you have one that's kind of precious to you? And he sent along the following clip and Jeff and I just really like the sentiment that he put together so the gaming dad moment from bill at the podcast the gamer looks at 40 my earliest dad gaming memory was probably when i was seven and i first got my nes and i remember getting it and running to the basement uh, begging him to hook it up and he did and very quickly realized i had no idea how to play this thing so my dad who had never really played a game up until that point, I think, maybe in the arcade or something, I, I don't know, he picks up the controller and he starts playing Rad Racer. And I was in awe. It's kind of like one of your dad hero moments where he's got the controller in his hand, he's making the, making the car move and the music's going. And it was, it was a really fun experience. And, of course, very quickly I picked it up. And after that, he didn't really play games much with me. Every night, though, I'd be playing games around like 9 o'clock at night. He'd come home from work, get a bowl of ice cream, and then sit in his favorite rocking chair and watch me play games. And some nights he would say, Bill, get off the, get off the game. I want to watch something. But a lot of times he would just sit there and watch, and he was always fascinated by it, always really interested, even though he never joined in. Um, when my, my dad passed when I was 17, one of the last uh, pleasant memories I have of him is just that. Come downstairs with a bowl of ice cream, sitting in the rocking chair, and watching me play whatever game I happen to be playing. 
So we never had much direct connection when it came to games, but he was always in the periphery. He was always kind of in the background, which was uh, comforting. And it was good to know he was there. Wonderful, positive experience, a positive memory for it. And I do think it's probably indicative of a lot of guys our age, like current fathers, where with where gaming was, yeah, I don't think it was as popular medium. So I don't know that a lot of our fathers played. So, like Jeff, did your dad ever play games with you? Oh, no, no, no. He wasn't. <laughs> that he, sounds like a hard no. <laughs> it was a hard no. Again, supported, you know, what I wanted to go into, but he... He wasn't even there watching it. He was, mm. you know, he would not be in the same room. He just didn't get it. So I don't, I'm not sure if you had the same experience or. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I think, uh, so I can remember my dad bringing home uh, an original Atari. And this is, oh. but I, th- I think at this time though, like Atari was like on the outs. Because I, <laughs> I remember it being like a suitcase oh. with the system. And there's just like a bunch, like 50 games. So I think it was like someone had thrown it out at work and he brought it into the house. I was about to say like it's either like he found it on the curb or at a garage yeah. sale and he's like, yeah, hey, yeah. score. Like, yeah. Of course, to us, it's the greatest moment of our lives. Yeah. yeah. So and the games were like horrible for Atari for where we were. <laughs> I, I remember we were playing blackjack. And let's call, let's call me five or six. Yeah, right? Here, kid. Here, learn this card game. Let's go to the casino after. Let's hold I don't, on. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to put it on him that he was telling me to play blackjack. So I'm going to see... Hey, kid, I'm going to see if you're a savant and you can make this make this family some money. No, it was, it was more just like of all the cards, that's what we found. And then we kept playing it. And if you played a good hand, the dealer got upset and he made a really hilarious face. Oh, wow. So it's all of us just do pressing buttons to try to get this character to make a funny face. And eventually he would. And everyone's like, whoa, we did it. We win. <laughs> and that's our game. Um, he later would. He, we, we got an NES eventually. And there, there's one occasion. I played one game with him my entire life. Uh, he, he's still with us. Uh, so I don't mean to do it in past tense. But the we only ever played Blades of Steel. Oh, I love that game. For the original NES, and yep. he was a hockey player his entire life, so uh, he could kind of connect with that one. Yeah, yeah. he beat me too. I remember, Whoa! I, I, I seem to recall him beating. He just had that same dexterity, much like Bill's father, as far as <laughs> was able to get it more than my young brain. Yeah, uh, and there was <laughs> so I can remember my dad and gaming and thinking there was one game. But what's interesting is a, a lot like Bill to a much uh, narrower narrower um, viewpoint is. It's very positive. Yeah. yeah. Right? In a sense, like, I, I remember that one experience I had with him, and it was a great memory. I laugh about it all the time. And then, you know, otherwise, much like you, uh, and maybe you can go into a bit more detail. So, like, it's the, so your parents were supportive of, your dad was supportive of your gaming in so much as, well, the kid likes it. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm going to support what he likes. Yeah. I still remember he came, he had to go uh, on a business trip, and he left for, like, a week to the U.S. somewhere. And I guess on the airplane, they were giving out Dragon Warrior with a Nintendo Power subscription. So my dad, I guess... Like, no, no, okay, no, no, don't, don't fast forward over that. So they were giving... Yeah. Like, they were giving out cartridges... Yep. ...on an airplane... Yep. ...of the game. Yep. So you had to... Jeez. You had to... I think you had to sign up for it. Like, the first issue was free with the game, but you still had to subscribe, whatever. But he got this on the flight and he's like oh 
it is Nintendo that you have, right? Because you like, <laughs> yes. I guess that goes through our minds now too, where you're like, what yeah, yeah. system do you have? Um, but no, he, I remember him bringing home Dragon Warrior and this Nintendo Power subscription, which I kept going for almost yeah. the entire run of that magazine. But I was so yeah. elated to have my, that was my first RPG. Mm. And it, just for him to bring home that game and he didn't watch me play it or anything, but he, I think he enjoyed me, you know, receiving it and opening it and popping it in, mm. uh, which was, again, uh, I have lived with that moment for almost 40 years. So it really stuck with me. And that is what I can remember of uh, okay. that one moment. So do you have another like uh, any other big story that sticks in your mind? Well, since since my parents didn't really play any video games, uh, I remember when they got babysitters for us, <laughs> my babysitter would mm. be the one to play games. So oh, my God. <laughs> that was where I could game with other adults. Well, I guess teenagers. Um, and this babysitter, I still remember, I had Mario 3 at the time, and she cleared that sucker. Like, that was... <laughs> Not a problem. Not a problem. Wow. God, what is it with babysitters being so good at games? Because I have a similar one. So I went to a uh, house after school. Um, it's not quite a, it's not a daycare necessarily, but I don't, I don't know. I think it's, I think you just call it illegal. Like, I don't know what the word is. Just a room. But it was a different time, folks. You just, <laughs> I think there was money that was exchanged and I went to a house after school. Deep core memory in here somewhere. I don't know. And the older brother of the group that we were babysat on was one of those cool kids. Like think back to when okay. you, there was an older brother and the older brother was just could do no wrong. He was your idol. Like, oh, that guy's so cool. <laughs> right? Just like that. Just like just that. Like that. Yeah. He was so good at Nintendo, uh, Mario for NES. Like stupid good, so much so that this one time he's like, "Hey, watch this." He he starts up a new game. He takes the controller, he turns it upside down. Oh my god! And he proceeds to beat the game flawlessly, like what? just. And I'm I'm talking speed run before such a term even existed. And you could just imagine watching somebody speed run Nintendo when you're whatever five, six, seven. Yeah, no, right. Already his head's exploded, but now take that explosion and set it on fire because he, he turned it up the controller upside down. And I, I was mentioning a bit before, but I don't think he could have faked it because I, I, thinking back, I almost feel like he it was a lie. It's like there's no way he did that. There's no way he was that good, but I can't imagine any type of technology for him to be able to no. do it like, unless there was some like very elaborate vcr setup i mean now <laughs> maybe it was and this is his thing like just to impress kids at this house or home that you went to the, sure. i mean we could do it now like so we could just put on youtube yeah hey kid watch me speed run this and you're just holding like any old controller pretending to tap yeah wow dad you're amazing yeah yes son i am why not create that legend now and just break it in a decade be like no no no, no. that was just a youtube video on two times speed so I was just, <laughs> I was just messing with you. Yeah, it kind of sounds like a, a modern version of the younger brother disconnected controller. Yes, except it's dad. We don't own this game, but I'm just gonna put on a YouTube video and give you a disconnected <laughs> controller and pretend you're playing. Well, maybe that's what this guy did. Maybe he was using a different controller, and that was just player two controller, and it wasn't plugged in. He's like, yeah, look at me, and maybe. then underneath, he's like, what? I suppose there's some way to do it, but like. 
man okay blew your mind god i I was just i absolutely shocked like i I think that stayed with me for weeks and heck even here we are on the show you know some 30 odd years later right it's it's still stuck like how did that kid do it it's all Uh, boiled to this point yeah So, so one other small story. So the reason I thought this is entirely this unrelated. It's all to coming out. It's all coming yeah, out. Yeah, let's a, do this it. Is a ther- right. This is a therapy session, real quick. <laughs> uh, this is utterly unrelated to gaming, but okay. excuse my diversion. So the reason I stopped going to this place was I was kicked out. Um, what? I, yeah, so I was kicked out of this uh, legal daycare. Okay. Because uh, they had a sprinkler in the backyard. And, you know, like, hooray, like, everybody loves a sprinkler. Everybody likes to run around. This would be a great time. Yeah. So, so I go out there, and I'm jumping around the sprinkler, and I trip or I misjudge a jump, and I break it. Like, just destroy their sprinkler. Huh. I was like, ah, oh, nuts. That's too bad. We're playing with a neighborhood kid. And they, it's like, oh, your sprinkler broke. Hey, come play with ours. That'll be great. Run, 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 slip, break. What are you doing? Second, second <laughs> broken sprinkler. So I broke two sprinklers. In this course of like less than a minute, I get like sent inside. They're furious at me, and then I just never went back to that daycare. Oh ever my again. god! <laughs> wow. so I never got to see my idol. I never solved the Mario mystery of how he did it. No, and I could have. How would have my life turned out otherwise? I well, don't break two sprinklers. Maybe go back in time and repair them. Yeah, wonder if I, I could have been. I could have been a modern day wizard. <laughs> you could have been. Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Man, I was trying to watch uh, clips of that recently. And it's, it feels like I've seen the movie, but I could not tell you for the life of me scenes beyond maybe one, like besides a Mario being thrust forward on screen because our protagonist is now winning. Yeah. I can't think of any other scene. I don't know if you have any recollections of that movie. Well, it's funny because I, I recently watched it with my kids as it's <laughs> on Netflix and it's suggested. Oh, so... We dove in and I said, you know, this is a pretty old movie, so you kind of have to, like, <laughs> check your expectations here. You got to contextualize, like, what exactly is going on. Um, but it's a good connection back to the New Dead Victory was in in that film, they meet this person where, again, just quick brief of what's going on in the movie. The Wizard is like a 1988 film. And it's all about this kid that... <laughs> A group of friends, they want to make him feel better. So they go to a competition in California. They go cross country by themselves to try and win this video game competition. Anyway, along the way, they meet this one guy that's really cool. Maybe he's like the guy in the house that you went to. Yeah. (laughs) Same dude, I guarantee. Turns out he was an actor too. That's why he's so good at it. That's right. Practicing for the movie. That's right. He was just training. Plot thickens. He had... All these games, like 97 games, which again was mentioned very prominently in the in the film, which that apparently was a big deal. Nowadays, that's nothing. But he had a power glove and he was playing Rad Racer, which kind of relates to Bill's story with his dad. And he just cleared the game no problem, which intimidated mm-hmm. the other kid that was going on to the video game industry. Anyway, my kids are watching this thing like, hey, Google, what is a power glove? <laughs> What's a power glove? <laughs> they had no idea. They're like, what is that thing? I'm not sure. Can we, can we get one? Yeah. They were infatuated with it. Like, why would you play on your arm? I don't get it. How would it work? And I'm like, I don't even know anybody that had one. But good story. Okay. All right. So so hypothetical. Would Nintendo ever start selling the power glove again for the Switch? 
I don't know if they have to. Well, would you just make your own with like Nintendo Labo or whatever it's called? (laughs) You practically could, but I'm saying Nintendo could with all the silly hardware and Labo and everything else. Yeah. Why would they not tap in that nostalgia? Just rebuild a power glove and sell it for $300. I mean, it's totally, I mean, if Nintendo's listening again, this is a great trademark idea from new dads. Um, My kid did relate it to ring fit. So if they have a hula hoop with a joystick or a Joy-Con in it, then I'm sure they can create some sort of glove uh, thing. I bet it's coming up. We keep hearing rumors of the Nintendo Switch Pro. What is more pro than a power glove, Jeff? Maybe it's a power glove. Solved it. We'll call it here first. Nintendo's releasing a new power glove for the Switch. That's what the pro is. We're going to market this. Ship it. Right now. Just this episode revealed the Nintendo power glove. Remade. (laughs) Oh, great. We will end it there on a high note. And one of our classic <laughs> future guesses, probably going to come true. Yeah, absolutely. Pa- power glove in every home. Yeah. Watch for a Christmas 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect end to everything else going on. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. This has been New Dad Gaming. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can find us at our website, newdadgaming.com, as well as on Twitter and Facebook at New Dad Gaming. Would love to hear from you. Would love to hear a gaming dad story. Like, uh, thank you so much from Bill from A Gamer Looks at 40. Uh, links for that podcast and Twitter account will be inside the show notes. Please do check it out. If you have a similar story with your dad, with your kids, with a Nintendo Power Glove, would love to hear about it and get featured on the show. Just reach out to us on any of those socials or our website. Again, New Dad Gaming. Uh, if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, it helps us a tremendous amount. If you do subscribe on any of the channels, and we'd really appreciate it. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, any of the major podcasting platforms. We'd really appreciate a subscription, comment, and a share around as we try to get it to as many gaming dads as possible. Until next week, my name is Trevor, and I have a three-year-old and a five-year-old. And I'm Jeff. I have a 10-year-old and an eight-year-old. And just because you became a dad doesn't mean it's game over. <laughs>